is Primetime Sports, WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming worldwide on WGNSSports.com, on our iPhone and Android apps, and always at, at the, game. The, 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 game. the game. It's Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the Primetime Sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. And another good evening here from WGNS Radio and Primetime Sports presented by this tease. John Dinkins along with Brian Barrett, Clark Blair, Rod Edwards all here in the house tonight. And we've got plenty to talk about. Whether it's on the field or off the field, we've got it here on Primetime Sports today. Wow. That sounded like a great promo. <laughs> it's the first time I've been able to say it correctly. You know, usually I, I botch everything, but uh, we're here in uh, an interesting week, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. And I know pigskin picks are there, and I know I made a valiant effort, and I, I understand I'm going to my fate's going to be sealed tonight. So during the pigskin pick report. And um, I didn't hear anything, though, from the commissioner or anything like a, a snooty remark on a text or anything, a true professional by the commissioner. But then I thought, well, Rod just said something snooty. No, I didn't hear anything from him, nor you. No. So you're just you're just happy to be in the place you're in. It's not over till it's over. No. Well, you're just being cautious, but I'd say you got it wrapped up. Anyway, we will talk about all of that. And you guys ready to talk tonight? Absolutely. Let's talk. Got a big game coming up Saturday. Well, really? What is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that game. Uh, and, uh, Rod, I'm going with no Golden Corral. No Golden Corral? No. Okay, I understand why now. Yeah, but I'm, I'm depressed. Maybe you can stop for a Dairy Queen ice cream. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to Wendy's through the drive-thru, and he's going to give me a hamburger. But that's going to be it. <laughs> But, you know, the buffet line is no longer, I guess. I guess they're serving yeah. it, I guess. I don't know exactly how they're doing it. But, you know, I've, I've urged on this radio station for somebody who would come up and say, where can we go that would be safe to eat? So nobody's, nobody's took me up on it yet. Well, I have to figure out. Maybe I, I did leave you in charge of uh, meal planning. Well, if we eat, though, he's going to put me in, a back, in the back of the truck to eat, you know. <laughs> With a mask and a, and, a, and a shield both on as we go up there. So we'll talk about that and more as we continue with the Primetime Sports uh, presented by IDIST. Stay with us. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAlsop.com. If you're thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, come see us at Carpets by Osborne. Carpets by Osborne is a family-owned business, and we stand behind our work. Carpets by Osborne, with you every step of the way. I'm Brad Bug. And I am Heather Guerin. Carpets by Osborne specializes in commercial flooring and commercial projects. Visit our spacious showroom at 1402 Northwest Broad Street. Next to Tire World. Or we are happy to come to you. Carpets by Osborne. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. 
but why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. We're at Jerry Potts Car Care on Southgate Boulevard talking with Stacy Potts Orphis. And if it's on, under, or inside of a vehicle, they can work on it. We do anything from small engine repairs to installing engines and transmissions. Still even just your simple everyday things like oil changes, brakes, all suspension work, anything related to drivability concerns, emissions testing. Plus tires and alignment at Jerry Potts Car Care on Southgate Boulevard near the county school board office. 867-6622. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Jeannie Allman. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-896-2013 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Loveless Fine Photography is the official school photographers for Blackman, Central Magnet, MTCS, PCA, Rockvale, Siegel, and Stewart's Creek. And you can bet they'll be there to capture memories from sports games, school concerts, graduations, proms, choir events, and more. If it's a school event, Loveless is probably there. And your photos can be viewed and purchased at lovelessphotography.com. They've got lots of galleries, so spend some time discovering at lovelessphotography.com. 615-890-1558. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports and presented by Ideas Tees. You know what? They have been uh, really busy with uh, Blue Week last week leading up to uh, Black Friday, but they had a whole blue week, and they still have great deals over at Raider Tees. Ideas Tees operates Raider Tees, and so that's where you can stop in and get all of your Blue Raider merchandise. Basketball season upon us here, and uh, got still a little football left to play, so you want to get on by and get your Blue Raider gear. Uh, officially licensed Blue Raider gear at Raider Tees. Plus, it's Christmas time, so maybe you've got a Blue Raider fan on your Christmas list. You can find some great deals at Raider Tees. Plus, Ideas Tees, the official TSSAA merchandise source, will be very busy this week with the uh, football championship starting tonight and running through the weekend. So uh, as you buy your championship merchandise at uh, the uh, Tennessee Tech Stadium there, well, you'll be visiting with our friends at Ideas Tees, and they have been sponsoring this show for years, John. Yeah, really. As long as I've been here, they have, mm-hmm. I think. We want to talk uh, tonight about the big game, and uh, we do know that there's a big game coming up Saturday, and uh, it's uh, at Cookville between uh, the Oakland Patriots and the Brentwood Bruins, and a game uh, is a rematch of a game earlier, but before we get to that, I want to talk about uh, and and say how sad we are for Tom Crawford and Ron's mother, Tom's wife, on her passing just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I know that that is behind some of Brentwood as they play each and every game. 
Uh, I know that's in their thoughts and prayers as well. But uh, Tom Crawford, uh, man, he's a he's a great guy, Rod. You and I have dealt with him and uh, over the years. Right. And uh, they don't make him any better than Tom Crawford. So I'm sure Ron's pretty much, you know, just taken from the, the dad. And, uh, yeah, he's a great guy, great coach, and really cares for the kids. And I think his son, you can when you watch him play, he does the same thing. And from an emotional standpoint, Rod, that's got to mean a lot to that team to do the best that they possibly can. And I, I know they've been carrying that on their heart for two or three weeks now. And uh, but it does affect um, your mental picture. And uh, I think it's done the positive for them in terms of uh, these playoff games. Well, a lot of times the kids just get they have a real purpose. Then you know, a little extra boost, the extra purpose that you can have can make a difference in your performance. And, Clark, this is a game where you look at the score between the two teams earlier and uh, Oakland had their way with Brentwood. Uh, what does that say about the, the game coming up and uh, the, the rematch? Well, I think at this point when you're talking about winner take all, it doesn't really say a whole lot if you think about it. I mean, Brentwood, they've gone, what, 7-1. and one. Uh, They've beat. Cambridge, Independence, Franklin, and on the road at Bartlett the last four weeks. So, you know, we're seeing an emotional – we talked about an emotional rise, but you know, also a, a playing rise they've had over the last few weeks. And, you know, Coach Creasy is not going to look at last game back in October and think it's already wrapped up. Well, you know, it was a short week too. Both teams lost their regularly scheduled games, and then, you know, they all of a sudden – both shared a, a COVID opening and decided to play. A lot of that factored in. But do you think that could fall into the back of the minds of Brentwood a little bit too? I mean, I know you talk about Oakland and not looking at that game, but if Brentwood looks at that game and thinks, gosh, this is going to be tough, you know, that they Oakland's already won a little bit right there. So, I mean, it can work both ways. It can work both ways, but, you know, if you're Brentwood – you know, you're sitting there at 11 and three. You've already lost to Oakland. You got nothing to lose. So does Coach Crawford throw caution to the wind? Uh, you know, knows the speed that Oakland has, how they beat them last time, and say, "Hey guys, look, if we lose, everybody's going to go. Well, that's about what we expected. But if we win, what a surprise! You know, so we're going to come up with a game plan. You know, make it exciting. But on the flip side, there you also look at, you know, if Oakland comes out strong and puts them in a hole early. You know, do they quit? Well, before we get into the uh, X's and O's of this ball game, let's talk a little bit about how uh, Oakland got there uh, with a with a trouncing, basically, honestly, a trouncing of Maryville. And uh, I know you probably watched it on television. Rod, that was probably the closest thing to a perfect game I've ever seen a high school team play. And, I, I mean, I mean that sincerely. Uh, very much so. It has started with a very clean game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakland had trouble with the penalties the week before. It... And they had no penalties in that other game. Right. I yeah. mean, they go from a game where they had penalties, Rod, to a game where they have none. Yeah, right. And, I mean, that was a big factor, I think. And it actually, you know, usually you don't think of Maryville having trouble with it. But uh, another thing I think, that really added to it is I think their line play was outstanding for both both sides of the ball. You know, last year, uh, I think uh, Maryville dominated the line of scrimmage. 
and this year it was just reversed, and that makes a big difference. And I know they talk about, well, it was at, all, at Oakland's place, but I, I'm telling you, the holes that were being put out there for James to go through and, and what a run he came back. He doesn't need a whole lot of a big hole to get through, and, and they had some major size holes. And, uh, Clark, we, we go back to Oakland always maintaining, and I think that's the credit to the coaching staff and Kevin Creasy, uh, that they came out hungry, ready to play, uh, took no prisoners, and it was basically over, really. To me, the game was over at, what, 20 to nothing, I think, uh, at that point. I don't know that even if uh, when they score a touchdown that it would matter, Clark. Well, you know, you said clean. And Maribel did some things that, I mean, as soon as you saw him do them, you go, uh, that's not a Maribel type, you know, decisions, penalties, uh, poor play selection, you know, the – like I said, the holes they were giving up were massive. And so everything, like I said, went Oakland's way perfectly. And, uh, you know, Maryville didn't really do anything until, I, you know, Coach Creasy had cleaned the bench out. and They were just trying to hold on to the, the shutout. But, you know, they gave up that, that cheap touchdown run right there. But, you know, I think I was seeing sophomores in there at the time playing defense. No penalties in the game for Oakland. That's amazing in itself. But I thought there were some critical points, Rod, in the game. Uh, there were a couple of fourth and ones that uh, it looked like Maryville in years past would have made those easily, and uh, they held them back twice. Yeah, that, that's, that was really big. You know, one of the things I thought was a big change, too, was uh, when on the second series that Oakland had, they stopped them at, by the goal line. And I mm -hmm. thought, okay, here goes Maryville, you know, they may pull this back, and it's going to be an even battle then from here on. Uh, but it didn't happen. Another thing I kept seeing is I, you see a, a, a Mirabel back get out in space, and you tell, they think, okay, they're going to make a move. He's making his move. They're going to be open. They're going to get uh, good yardage on this play. But the defense was so quick, they were able to recover and get the tackle so that before they could really get a really a progressive play that really had yardage that made a significant difference. And Clark, and I can, that was constantly – Clark, I only saw three missed tackles by Oakland, and that was with the, the second team was in. I, I don't know if they missed a tackle all night, especially in the open field like Rod was talking about. You would think, okay, Maryville, there there's the push. Here, here it comes, and there'd be an open field tackle and uh, uh, game over. Well, you mentioned it 20 to nothing. The two words I thought of watching that game was they were frustrated, and by that point they were defeated. It's uh, – a just amazing to watch them. And uh, Slachter at quarterback uh, didn't throw a whole lot, but when he did, he was effective. Uh, he got shaken up a little bit, and they brought in Jordan James to run the Wildcat and had a little sneak play and went to Antonio Patterson instead. There were all kinds of little things uh, that they did. There was one play that didn't go credit. I think they were – Oakland was trapped in their own territory, and it was a third and one, and they threw a bomb – that barely missed, uh, and that would have been a touchdown if uh, just overthrown just a tad. And those are the kind of things. It's gutsy stuff, Rod. I think that impressed me. They they showed guts. They didn't back down. They weren't worried about who they were playing. Yeah, I mean that was all the way through, and you had a balanced running attack. You had two. One went, uh, Patterson had a hundred, and I think about one hundred seventy-eight for uh, James. So. 
number one, they were in control there. And then those uh, passes, four receptions, you know, they were long. Uh, and they made, you know, they made a difference. And uh, the one where Horton went up and beat Burks, who is there, who has nine interceptions this year. I mean, that was a big play too, that, that just really opened up the running game even more. I really saw um, this year for the first time, you know, you have a Maryville team come in undefeated. And this time I think their strength of schedule really showed because they really have not played the schedule that Oakland has had to play and can come in undefeated. Now, in years past, they've had the talent, but they replaced 17 players off that team from last year that beat Oakland 12 nothing. And you something just in the back of my mind said, they're still very young, and I don't know that they had been tested. Last night was the first – or Friday night was, was that game where you really thought, Clark – you know, the, the, this is a is a, a good 13-0 and 0 team, but in another region, they probably wouldn't have been. Well, and, you know, Maryville tried different things, right. trying to mix it up. But everything they tried, Oakland's tackling, like John said, and their speed just nullified it. And after a while, you try a few tricks and they don't work, you're out of tricks. Well, that Dobbins-Bennett game – kind of made me think a little bit about it. You know, they, they gave up a lot of points to Dobbins Bennett the week before. And mm-hmm. honestly, they had two kickoff returns uh, in that game. Otherwise, it, would, it, it might not have gone their way. And Oakland didn't give them that opportunity because Turk kicks it into the end zone every time. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I just really think that strength of schedule, John, is, is, is one thing that kind of came through this year. They're plenty good, but uh, this was definitely Oakland's year, and I don't think anybody can question whether Oakland was the best team that night. And don't you think, Clark, that Oakland's defense can play with anybody after seeing that game the other night? If they're, if they're, they're ready to play, um, and, and let's, let's not forget, Victor Stevenson didn't play in that game. So what do they do? They put Jordan James back there to receive a punt, and he just tears it up and like they didn't miss a beat. And uh, Victor Stevenson is a great player, Clark. He is a great player. And, you know, the thing about Oakland or speed, and you see it at every level, high school, college, and pro, if you don't give a throwing quarterback time to throw, they're going to be in trouble. And they were – Oakland was in that backfield all night long, that poor kid was under stress the whole game. And then when they would try to run, the kid might get a little bit of a gap, but he just couldn't run away from the Oakland defenders. And it's kind of similar, Clark, to what they did to Riverdale. They they pressured Holcomb as well uh, because they knew if they could stop the running game a little bit, which they did, then they had to put some pressure on Holcomb, which they did. And they got on top just like they did on Riverdale. And when you forced them to throw, it makes it even worse because you really know Oakland's coming in. You know, uh, I just think the defense is so underrated a lot of times because they don't have a lot of big big name players out there. Coach Creasy's talked about that. They haven't had the name players they've had in the past. But, boy, as a unit, a cohesive unit, they are pretty tough, Clark, to tackle. Well, and the thing is, it's almost like a competition. Who can get to the, to the ball first? Because if you watch Oakland, they're always three, four – or more guys around the ball, even if they're not making the tackle, it's almost like they're trying to make up games as they go to try to stay, you know, excited about playing in a sense. I mean, they're beating everybody like they're doing, you know, even Maryville. I mean, I didn't expect that score to be honest. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're 
I think Crazy's playing mind games with them on the sidelines, trying to keep them so excited. And I mean, they're they're on top of the ball so quick, so quick. And you know, Brentwood, you know, coming up this Saturday, they're going to want to throw the ball. And you know what Oakland's going to do? They're going to bring the pressure. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Rod Edwards is going to dissect the Brentwood Bruins. Is he now? And and, and <laughs> I, he doesn't. He's not had any pre knowledge of this, but he's going to dissect the Brentwood Bruins. We'll talk about the matchup coming up this weekend here on Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Team. <laughs> Since 1966, Vans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Vans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, fans will do it all. Sell you your choice of products and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced, professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, fans will be there with trained technicians. Fans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930, 615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. From the pit to the plate, Rick's Barbecue is serving up the best meats in Murfreesboro. You just say Rick's, and it means barbecue. That's Mike Lanning at Rick's Barbecue. Just one chance to eat it. I think you'll come back consistently all the time. And you've got to try that loaded baked potato. We get a lot of compliments on our potatoes. They're loaded down with butter and sour cream and cheese, bacon bits, and loaded with whatever choice of meat you want, beef, ham, pork, or chicken. Rick's Barbecue on Warrior Drive just off South Church Street. Hello, this is Coy Young at Las Casas Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door and hope you find the customer service and expertise that exceeds your expectations. Las Casas Feed Supply caters to all homeowners with a quarter acre to several acres, focusing on premium feeds and dog foods you won't find in box stores. Nutrition is our specialty here at Las Casas Feed. And yes, you can even get milk from the MTSU Dairy at Las Casas Feed Supply, the best milk in town. Las Casas Feed on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East in Las Casas. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. We're going to be an educational institution that teaches Bible every day. Every subject we teach, we're going to teach through a biblical perspective. In every aspect of our school, we're going to do it through a Christian perspective. MTCS President Matt Tiller. That also means that everything we do, we have to be excellent. We feel like Christ calls us to excellence. And so that means we have to be excellent academically. That means we have to be excellent athletically because that's what God calls us to. It's a great place to be. Invest in your child's future in an environment that fosters Christ-centered values. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back here to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. John, Brian, Rod, and Clark here uh, talking a little football. And 
I do want to remind you that after our show tonight, we're going to have a replay of the Oakland and Maryville game right here on News Radio WGNS. Yeah, we thought it would be a good way to get everybody fired up uh, for the state championship game on Saturday night, which we'll have coverage of as well with a kickoff of 7 o'clock. But um, not many opportunities you get to relive such games like that against Maryville. And, um, uh, you know, I know Rod is going to talk about Brentwood here in just a second, but a lot of people in in that game, in the semifinal game, said this was, you know, as dominating as what Oakland did two years ago in 2018. I think it's more dominating what they were able to do this year than they did in 2018. I agree with you. Uh and now you have to worry about this, and I'll I'll send it to Rod here. Uh, you got to worry about this. Have they put it all in the Maryville game? This is what this is what the naysayers are going to say. Uh, you put it all in the Maryville game. Now you're going to be uh, let down here for Brentwood. Do you see a letdown in this game, Rod, uh, with uh, the Bruins? <coughs> okay, it could be. That's a typical time when you have uh, defeated opponent opponent and defeat him badly earlier in the season, even though the coach is warning and warning, kids in their mind can have in their head that, hey, we got this. And you got to convince them to have the intensity because the coach is not playing. The players are. Uh, I think Coach Christie has done a great job of always keeping them really into the games and uh, really, you know, respecting their opponent. That's the first thing. you got to respect them first. If you think they can't do anything, then you're going to get shocked. Um, and you can't really go by earlier in the year, and especially with this two-day, uh, two actually they found out Wednesday they played on Friday. You know, this can be a whole different ball game. And so they're going to have to go in with respect. They're going to need the same attitude they had against uh, Maryville. Now, as far as uh, Brentwood, they have a wide receiver, uh, Walker Merrill, who's a, a UT commitment. They're rated ninth in the uh, 2021 20, graduating class you know, from Tennessee. They have another uh, defensive back wide receiver, John House. He's long and lean. He has uh, interest by uh, SEC, Big Ten, Southwest, and then Boston College uh, teams. So you, they've got some talent there. And then they've got this baseball pitcher who's quarterback, who's a hard-nosed kid, that uh, passes well. He reminds you as far as his success running and passing combination with Taylor from uh, uh, Coffee County. Thing is, he doesn't have the feet that Taylor has, but he is he is a tough runner. He's physical. He's leading the team in rushing, and he's also a very good passer. That's that's where he has the edge on Taylor. He's a much better passer than Taylor, so he's going to be a force. He'll spread you out. He'll go with four wide receivers. With the one running back who is a 400-yard dash runner, who's got good speed and endurance uh, in, on the track team. And um, so they will do a lot of read options, either you know, hand off or pass. And then in, uh, in Glassnow really carries the ball well, and he's tough. And he's gotten tougher as it went on. He's one of those that's just a kid who's competed all of his life uh, in the game in the quarterfinals against – Independence, they were down to fourth down. They were down by three, and uh, they were on about the five-yard line. And he 
uh, a roll to his left and pressure on him. He couldn't get an overhand pass. He lobbed the pass underhanded uh, over the head of the defense to a receiver in the corner that they left because they were coming up to get him. And, uh, you know, just he's the guy to think on his feet. So you're going to, he's a competitor. You're going to have to prepare for him. And Clark, as when Rod says it there, you're going to have to prepare for him. What is Oakland? What's their game plan going in? Uh, try to imagine that you're Kevin Creasy and, and and tell me what is the game plan here for the Bruins? Well, oh, excuse me, the Patriots. Well, like Brian said, you know, when you kick off, Turk's going to put an end zone. You're going to force Brentwood to go length of the field. Creasy's going to remind his kids not to let anybody get behind them, make them work for it. Let us use our speed if they throw in front of us to get them on the ground, which he'll do. Uh, don't give up a, a quick big play. I can remember many playoff games, whether it was Oakland or River over the years, when they did get beat, giving up, you know, the long ball touchdown throw, which is what, you know, Brenton was going to have to have some quick hitters if they're going to stay in the game. They can't – they won't be able to drive methodically down the field on Oakland because they just won't let that happen. Um, so, I mean, that kid's obviously, again, he's going to get a lot of pressure from that defensive line. You know, the question is for Brentwood, can they – be satisfied with four yards, five yards here, and work it down the field. And that's hard to do, you know, without making mistakes or penalties. So, you know, Oakland side again, nothing long. Brentwood, can we stay patient and just, you know, do a few yards at a time? Plus, you want to do that to keep it away from Oakland. Well, this question, do you – do you, uh, Rod, do you take the uh, – you, you offensively, do you try to ram it down their throat and – Though James, 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 which is what they did against Maryville and the offensive line did their job. Is that maybe what you you think you'll see, or we may see a little bit more passing than we did in the Maryville game? Uh, actually, their strength is in their defensive backs. I would I would go with uh, the, what they did with Maryville. And number one, uh, and I know Coach Hunt mentioned it. Uh, James was a big difference maker. Mm-hmm. A different kind of back than they've faced against Oakland in the last few years. I mean, he he has the speed. He's got the great moves, but he's strong. And he just is able to break so many tackles. I mean, there were times that, you know, he could have been tackled earlier. And uh, he was able to get away. And the one thing they were able to a lot of times catch him by an ankle or something. Um, but, you know, other teams, would, he wouldn't, they wouldn't even caught him, at, you know, with an ankle cat, tackle. But use him, and then he set up the – Counters and the and the uh, speed uh, sweeps, you know, with Patterson, and then it opens up the passing game with Horton. Do it like they've been doing. Use that kind of like Titans do, you know, the uh, you know fake the handoff pass once in a while, you know, change up, and uh, that's just keep doing what they're doing. I mean, they just did a fantastic job last week. Brian, if they stack the line, do you put it in the air then, uh, or do you just? Uh, Try to do as much running as you can, or can they afford to stack the line? Because you've got Isaiah Horton out there, and the uh, Roman, the uh, the secondary, and uh, can catch anything. Well, I think you stack the line. If Oakland can't run it up the middle, uh, or they make it a challenge there, that they'll try sweeps to the outside. And Oakland's so fast on the corners, you know. Uh, and and Horton has got such sure hands. I, I, to me. Last week's offense, and 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 really the week before, and and every time you see uh, Oakland this year, especially, it almost looks like the, the the offense is just so well balanced, and the play calling is 
you know, just when you think, okay, we got it figured out. Oakland's going to settle on the run. Then they'll hit Horton on a pass. Uh, or, you know, that they've just done some great things like that. So, you know, and I think it's – you may stack everybody in there, but Oakland's offensive line is really good. They blew people – I mean, they blew Maribel off the line last week so much. I mean, gaping holes. So, I think that's going to be hard for, for anybody. It'll be hard for Brentwood. Not saying – that uh, Oakland's got this in the bag for sure. But if they play like they played last week, I think they're going to be really hard to beat. And Clark thing is, too, with – I'm sorry. Uh, But with uh, James, he will start to the right, and he's always cutting back. Hmm. It seems like he's going to the right side, maybe with a right tackle. He cuts back right up the middle. And so they got to stay home, which means that they're going to have to take him one-on-one, and he's hard to bring down one-on-one. Clark, the – as in all games, there's these peripherals around us. Uh, you've got fumbles, you've got um, penalties, you've got the emotion of the game, that kind of thing. I think Oakland gets to a quick start. I think they need. I think they need a quick start, a quick opening. Like you said, Turk pins them back if they defer, and then as soon as you get the ball, you try to march down the field and get a quick score. They utilized the clock, and field position was key. And you mentioned it with Turk. You got the, you get the ball on the twenty and trying to take it eighty yards is a whole lot different than if you've got it at the forty yard line and you're taking it sixty yards and that kind of thing, but fumbles always play a, an instrument in that, and so does uh, the emotion of the game. And again, Brentwood playing with a lot of emotion, but uh, from what I could tell, Oakland was playing with a lot of emotion last week as well. Well, you know what's funny? You know, Coach Creasy and their their offensive coaches are sitting around talking. He may throw it on the first play of the game just to just to do it, you know. Yeah. But after that, I think he's gonna he's gonna hand the ball off and force you to stop him, which nobody's been able to do. I mean, why put it in the air? Why take a chance to throw an interception? You want to get it in those boys' hands? They're gonna do it on sweeps and maybe a maybe a reverse or two. But if he doesn't throw it first down, I'm gonna predict he doesn't throw it the first 15 plays of the game. Time of possession. Another factor, it's huge. They dominated that first half against uh, Maryville, and they want to do that again too as well. That That's a big key to the Oakland success is is the time of possession and field position. And, Rod, they do that about as well as anybody. Right. I mean, the last two opponents, you know, with Riverdale and then Maryville, they've just kept them pinned back. Uh, kept them kept them on the uh, their side of the field. They've not let them cross the Harley cross the the center line, and then you know they don't have to go as far, and they're so explosive. Uh, you know they're just you know just it's like a buzzsaw hitting you. You know you're you're pinned back, and you can't do much, and then there here they come again. Well, let's go to the play-by-play man because when you're sitting there watching that game against Maryville, did you think in the back of your mind this may be the greatest game I've ever seen any team play? Oh yes, and I kept you know early on it was like Oakland got up. You know, scored the first touchdown. Thought that was huge. And then say, okay, we're, we're waiting on Marable. Here comes Marable. And then Oakland gets the ball back. Then they score again. And it's like, we're living kind of right, but I'm still very nervous. And you you, kind of, you said 20 to nothing. You know, when they scored that third touchdown, it was like, I don't – I almost pinch yourself. Can you believe what you're seeing here as how well Oakland played? And then that's when, as Clark mentioned earlier, the Marable uncharacteristic mistakes occurred – and when Oakland stopped them on fourth and one, 
It, I could almost see the, the gas go out of the tank for Maryville, really, that first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it again, but that first time was like, it's like it, there's a wall here, and, that, and, and I, I really felt like that was a big turning point in the game. I think that even fooled Maryville's coaching staff that they weren't able to get that fourth down, that fourth and one. And, Clark, when you – we're heading now against Brentwood. They're not going to have that same game. I mean, let's be honest. They played almost perfect. That that's not going to happen. Maybe next week. I if I if it did, it'd be amazing. But there's going to be some adversities that they may have to face in this game. But uh, again, Kevin Creasy does a great job of taking adversity and just wiping it out and doing something big just as just as fast to get them right back in that uh, mindset. Well. When you're handing the ball off to James, there's not a whole lot where you can go wrong. I don't think he's put the ball on the ground very much. You know, you tell your offensive line, let's not do anything stupid. Let's not get, you know, offside penalties, which they've not done. And so that's what makes Oakland tough as well. You know, they're playing clean because they know when they don't make mistakes, they're hard to stop. And so handoff left, handoff right, sweep left, sweep right. You don't stop us. You're just going to keep getting it. Well, when we come back here on Primetime Sports, we'll talk a little bit. We'll mix up a few little things, and then we'll have our pigskin picks as we wrap things up here on Primetime Sports, presented by IDIST. This is a paid legal ad. I'm Attorney John Day. One of our clients was operating a farm tractor when he was rear-ended by a tractor trailer. In an instant, his life was changed forever. We helped him receive a settlement that has given him financial security for the rest of his life. Now each case is different, and we can't promise this type of result for every case. But we can promise that when you hire the law offices of John Day, we'll work hard to help you. If you've been injured, call me at 615-867-9900. People really take notice when you take the time to do something right. That's why Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Sir Pizza is proud to be locally owned and operated, which is why they strive for excellence in everything that they do. They live to see the smiles on the faces of each customer. I'll see you at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Sir Pizza, you made me love pizza again. If you need concrete work done, who would I call? Dan Franz Concrete. Here's why. He's local. He attended Walter Hill Elementary, Oakland, and MTSU. He served our community as a school resource officer for nine years, and he's involved in the community. This is Dan with Dan France Concrete, wishing all Rutherford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. Dan France Concrete is a licensed and insured residential and commercial concrete construction contractor serving Middle Tennessee. Check out danfranceconcrete.com online to see some of their work. Jay Mullins, Jewelry and Gifts on West Murfield Boulevard. Jeff Mullins is here with me. Jeff, tell me about these silicone wedding bands. The groove bands are made out of silicone that actually are made for that athlete in the family. For the people that do lots of activities with their hands, and I find that a lot of my customers, they have the nice wedding band that they wear, and when they decide they're going to go to the lake or the beach, they put on the groove ring. In fact, I've got one on right now. Jay Mullins, Jewelry and Gifts, 352 West Northfield Boulevard. 
rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year-round. We service all major brands and in most cases offer same-day service. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street just under the Thompson Lane overpass. For 60 years, Little Caesars has believed that every family has the right to pizza night, which is why our pizza is cooked at 475 degrees, never touched after, and available by non-contact carryout and free delivery. Peace of mind, always. Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pizza has extra cheese and the most pepperoni for just six bucks. Only a dummy would pay more for less toppings. Little Caesars in Murfreesboro with four locations. The Extra Most Bestest Pizza for just six bucks at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. Everybody's in the house tonight, and we're talking uh, Oakland uh, and uh, Brentwood football, the big uh, game and the Blue Cross Bowl coming up. And... But there were other things that happened. Some interesting things happened over the past weekend. And I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Vanderbilt kicker, the new Vanderbilt kicker for uh, Vandy. And uh, her name is Fuller, I believe. And she's a, she's a lady. Who wants to start? Rod, I know you do. Go ahead. Okay, I'll start. Okay. Uh, she just finished the week before when, uh, as the goalie. Uh, winning the soccer championship, the SEC. And uh, they actually contacted her to see if she would be interested. And uh, she came out. You think, you know, why goalie? But goalies have to do a lot of putting. And uh, you're looking for a goalie that has a good leg. And so apparently she has the strongest leg on the team. But said she performed very well, you know, in practice. The longest one she had was 38 yards. Uh, You know, maybe not as deep as some, but, you know, very solid numbers. And there's a lot of things that she can do with the ball. I know when I saw the kickoff, I thought, oh, she didn't hit it. But then they showed slow, you know, showed back where she showed just her. She was undercutting the ball. She was just kind of pooching it to the right side. And actually, it was done perfectly where the guy hit in front of him, he just fell on it. You know, he didn't have a chance to even pick it up. Uh, so executed very perfectly, even though a lot of people were laughing because they didn't understand that. I mean, in fact, later the coach said that the, that was their, their intention because she does as many different types of kicks that she can kick they can utilize. Well, that was an amazing story. Another story, uh, Clark, that uh, got out on the NFL this weekend uh, was Denver. That uh, COVID nineteen has gotten so bad in some of these teams that they did not did not have a quarterback. It hit every one of their quarterbacks, and that's four of them. So they went out and got a, a, a guy that's been out of football for several years and told him about it, I think, Saturday maybe, late Saturday or Sunday morning early, and uh, he quarterbacked for the Denver Broncos. It's, well, I, it, go ahead. I think he was on their practice squad maybe, but, I mean, that poor kid, what little I watched, you know, he didn't have a chance. Uh, they would have been better, and they started doing it, didn't help any, you know, basically running the Wildcat the whole time in the game. But it, it was, you know, people don't understand – when you get to that level of sports, how good you have to be to just compete. And I know people 
make fun of some of these teams, maybe the Jets or or a Vandy or whoever, because they haven't won a game. But the level of competition there is so great. You know, when they Denver dropped off and got this kid, basically it sounds like off the street in a sense, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. I felt sorry for the kid. And it just goes to show you how COVID has affected everything, and it's affected high school basketball. And we've already been aware of that, Brian, that, um, you know, it's going to be crazy because of COVID. Yeah, the the list of cancellations, um, <laughs> I mean, it's it has it's been absolutely positively nuts. Um, just yesterday, uh, let's see, Rockvale and Grace Christian canceled. Smyrna Girls, Shelbyville canceled. Boys played. Um, let's see, and let's see, you got uh, Siegel Cookville postponed. You had Oakland Mount Juliet girls postponed. Riverdale lost a game. I mean, I, I could go on and on and on and on. And it's it's hard to keep up with. And it, I don't think it's going to get any better. Uh, and when they go to district play, yeah, they're not going to be able to uh, play like a single game, correct? Is well, that well? What Troy Bond was telling us last night is what what they decided in District Seven AAA during their meeting that if uh, you're playing a district game, and let's say Riverdale and Oakland are playing, and Riverdale girls had an issue, a COVID issue, then they wouldn't play the girls or the boys game and reschedule. And I think that's that may be a mistake down the road. I think you get them in when you when you can get them in. Um, we talked a few weeks ago about what some of those rules and, and, and pandemic rules and what they decided to do with that. But uh, they've already rescheduled the first district game. Riverdale girls rescheduled for the 14th, I think it is, on a Monday night with Blackman. Um, I, I, I don't know how we're going to get through it because Shelby Campbell was telling me the, the the contact tracing they played Baylor one of Blair, Baylor's kids had COVID and since every girl that Shelby had played in that game all of them are quarantined for two weeks I, I mean how, how do you do you have an A team and a B team and you only take half your team and at least you got another half that could play I, I don't know <laughs> I mean that's an they idea come up with new strategies anyway huh? yeah that may be an idea but I, I I don't know with and it's not necessarily a, a, a huge influx of COVID it is it's the contact tracing right now that's that's kind of hard and I think we're seeing that in the schools and all and I'm not saying that it's wrong I'm just saying that that's that's really the bigger issue well, I think we're going to be down the road here. A decision is going to have to be made to do something, adjust something, or we're going to have some teams. When when district starts, that's when it's really going to get difficult because right now you can kind of, okay, well, we're not going to get to play a team. you know. I'm not so sure. If it were me, I wouldn't say let's play district, and if we wind up everything's fine and we wind up getting to play everybody three times, well, that's great. Then we'll play a fourth in the district tournament and a fifth in the region or whatever. But I just I don't know that we're going to have that luxury coming down the road. And who knows what happens after Christmas. If we're supposed to have a surge from Thanksgiving, you have a surge after Christmas, there might not be basketball in January if we're not careful. So I don't know. Well, it's certainly a surge Have going on. Have they canceled on. out tournaments? No. Have they canceled out tournaments? 
No, uh, still the, having them. Yeah, yeah they, at this point, uh, I know Riverdale's hosting a couple of tournaments and basketball and such down the road. A lot of people are. Um, at this point, there hasn't been, but I, I think we're going to have to to see something happen. And, and crowds are pretty large inside these gyms, Clark. I don't know what you think about that, but a few basketball games we've been to seems like the crowd inside. I know you're socially distanced and stuff, but it seems a little big. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you, we've come off football. You know, five thousand seat stadium. Right. You got fifteen hundred people there. It it looks empty. You go in a gym, you get a couple of hundred. It looks pretty full. Yep, yep. Especially during the beginning of a girls' game when people are all getting in there late. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good. Well, I know uh, we'll have to we'll have to fight those issues next week because we're going to run out of time if not because it's time for pigskin picks and here's our commissioner who's here this well, week two weeks in a row <laughs> that's right that's right well john took a took a leap of faith waiting till almost the very end to make his move he was one game behind now we're three games behind uh i followed john's lead too not that it matters what i follow leads on anything with some i'm in last place but Brian is up now three games. This is the last week of picks because there will be no more high school football after this week. Uh, me and Rod are just playing the string out. It's kind of like we're just getting to play along with you fellas. So I meant uh, to I meant to ask you too, Clark, uh, Mr. Commissioner, if I were to go anti everything Brian does, would I still be in second place? N- no, no. Okay. We got five games on the slate. You're three games back. So I mean, you can pick your poison on where you want to go anti-Brian. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Is that how we, we – I'm, lo- I'm not going in third. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with the game that y'all will be calling Saturday night. That's Brentwood versus Oakland. Well, this was one of those games, um, after seeing what they were able to do last week with Maryville, uh, I just I just really think this is maybe a year of destiny for the Oakland Patriots. I'm, I'm going Oakland to win the 6A state title. I just think Oakland is a better team. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know Brent was talented, but I think Oakland's a better team, and they're going to pull out that win. And I kind of agree, too. I mean, to me – well, after I saw that game, I think Riverdale's better than Maryville. Just what I, what, uh, you know, what I, I saw. Somebody else said that too. I think it was me. Yeah, we said, we talked about that during a timeout last uh, last week. We thought, well, you know, they, Riverdale. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe one two. Yeah. Know, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So I think Brentwood will score this game, but I don't think they'll have a a victory. All right. So we got a high school game on Saturday night. Now let's talk about a college game on Sunday because now UAB is coming to play at MTSU. Yeah, I I hope we can get this game in. I don't know what kind of shape uh, Blue Raiders are going to be in in terms of the number of players they're going to be – that they're going to have to be able to play coming off COVID and and that kind of thing. It's part of the reason why it's on Sunday. Um, I'm – I'm going to go with UAB and a squeaker. I'm going to go with UAB as well. You going with UAB with a chance to flip that game? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to beat him. Yeah. Give me up, huh? 
No, because I know what you two are going to do. So the strategy is to finish second. Don't finish <laughs> third or fourth. You can lose every game and still finish second. <laughs> oh, okay. So I get a chance. I get a reprieve now. I get to, I get to make an opposite pick here. Uh, the okay. guy in first place may disagree, but uh, oh, okay. you got nothing to lose for second. Okay. Well, I'll go with UAB then. I mean, I'm MTSU. All right. I'm getting where I don't Brian? trust the commissioner anymore. They're well, bullying you. I'm going to go with, Brian. I'm gonna go with UAB. Going with the Blazers. I think Middle wants to win that last game, and I'm going with the Blue Raiders. Well, don't be surprised if there's not another game or another game. This may not be the last game. It is the last scheduled game. Okay. Well, it is for picks and picks. Yes, it maybe. is. It is for yeah. that, for sure, yeah. All right. Florida and their Heisman Trophy candidate of quarterback comes to play Tennessee, who does not have a Heisman <laughs> Okay, these are the games I'm candidate. supposed to try to get get make waves on. That's why I did it last week. Oh wow, <laughs> Gators! I, I got to go with the Gators. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Clark, but there's no way I can reverse that. Uh, no, I can see it now. Five seconds left, down by two. Fuller kicks a 50-yard field goal. Vanderbilt went no. Oh, that's I can't, the other. I can't. I, I'm dreaming. No, I have to go with uh, Florida. All right. I'm going to go with Tennessee just because. Clark. Just to be honoring. Clark. <laughs> Clark. I, what am I going to do? Be in farther, deeper in last place? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> to, to, be, to be quite honest. <laughs> All right. Vandy on the road at Georgia. Man, what a great place for an interim coach to come in <laughs> and have to play. Golly, geez. I mean, it's it's sad. It really is. I'm going with Georgia. The Bulldogs. Rod? Uh, Bulldogs. Why would you have to think about Bulldogs. that one? <laughs> Rod's thinking about Vanderbilt. that one. He thinks Fuller's going to kick a field goal. Vanderbilt, over the years, played Georgia really well. Yeah, Some they did. biggest upsets. But you're not going with them. No, I'm not okay, going yeah, with them. Okay, all right. But I think they might actually score, and I think that young lady will actually get to kick an extra point in this game. Do I get a win if she does? Can we count? Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, and what a game last week by the Titans to go to Indianapolis and play yeah. as well as they did. Yeah, thanks Thanks for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> but this is, this is the game that messes us up. You know, two weeks ago at home, we couldn't beat the Colts. We'd go on the road and beat them. Now we've got an eight and three. I can't believe I'm saying this. An eight and three Browns team playing an eight and three Titans at and, home. And this one is at Nissan Stadium. Um, I, I'm probably going to be disproven here, but I really do think that the Titans maybe have gotten it together. They they played very well on the road last week and in, uh, in a place where they've only they don't win. So I'm going to go with the Titans at home. Boy, for a team that used to just spank you all the time, they've saved you this year. But I'm going to go with the Titans. I think I have to go with the Titans. I think they, uh, their offensive line is kind of really putting together. Even though they lost Lawan, they're kind of coming together. Saffold's not hurt. Quisenberry played a really good game. They were very physical, dominating the line of scrimmage. So I'll go with the Titans. Well, they – they went back to what works for them. Henry, 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 and then if you really load the box, 
we'll dink you a little bit and then we'll Henry, Henry, Henry again. So uh, we don't need to lose this game. We've, we've already lost to Cincinnati. We can't lose to the other Ohio team. So I'm going Titans. And that's it. The last pigskin picks of the year. Congra- means- Congratulations, Brian. How long has it been? It's not over till it's over. (laughs) I refuse to concede or accept until after the official results are in. (laughs) I think it's been about 15 years since he's won. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find that old page to look back and see if I, I I did keep up with it for several years so I'll see if I can find that history page so we can reminisce over your championships too and during the off season Clark's gonna make some adjustments and do some firings in order to to get back on top <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened this year but I think it was COVID related oh is that what it is all right we're gonna take a break we come back we'll wrap things up here on Primetime Sports. <laughs> Craig's Tax Service at 142 Heritage Park Drive offers complete tax preparation, financial, and bookkeeping services. This is Brett Craig with Craig's Tax Service. From personal tax preparation to business bookkeeping, payroll, and taxes, at Craig's Tax Service, our staff is here to help. Get help with your taxes. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. As a former Seagull Star football player, I know the importance of the high school sports experience. Good luck to all county student-athletes. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. One thing I want to make sure former Murfreesboro Electric customers do, go to the app store and download the My MTEMC app. We're talking with Amy Byers. Go ahead and download My MTEMC. Your sign-on, your login, everything you have as a Murfreesboro Electric customer is going to follow you as you become a Middle Tennessee Electric member. Download My MTEMC. From dings and dents to full body work, Bowen's Body Shop has been trusted by Rutherford Countyans for over three decades. Let Jeff and Kyle Bowen put their years of experience to work for you. They have a large paint and body shop at 459 Middle Tennessee Boulevard with all their work done on site. If you have a fender bender or even worse, Bowen's Body Shop is the place to call. 896-0008. Family owned and operated. That's Bowen's Body Shop. 896-0008. Is your saving for retirement strategy involving the phrase, I'll get around to it someday? If so, we need to talk. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin, and when it comes to meeting your goals, time can be on your side, and there's no better time than now to get started toward your retirement goals. Give us a call, Lee Colvin, at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. For more than a century, the name Balfour has been synonymous with the traditions of truly memorable academic experiences. Class rings, yearbooks, letter jackets, and more. I'm Josh Houston, and today, Balfour, Tennessee is proud to bring these treasured products to students attending over 120 high schools and hundreds of elementary and middle schools in the Middle Tennessee area. We are proud to raise our family and run our business in Murfreesboro and are proud supporters of our local teams. Come see us at 1829 Memorial Boulevard. Balfour, Tennessee, online at balfourtn.com. 
Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. And we welcome you back here for just a little wrap-up on Primetime Sports presented by our friends at Ideas Tees. want to thank Clark Blair, Rod Edwards, and, of course, Brian Barrett. Uh, for being here tonight, and uh, we don't. This is not our final show, though. We've got what a couple more shows at least. Uh, yes, I was just kind of thinking about that here. Uh, we are going to have a show on the tenth, I believe, um, and maybe one more after that. It depends on how some of these things get rescheduled. But um, no, Middle Tennessee's got a game on the seventeenth, so I think the tenth is our last show, actually. So one more. One more. One more with these guys. Wow. That's going to be sad. And our last uh, pregame show is going to be Saturday. So then you guys are history for a while, I guess. <laughs> Unless we, we get COVID, and then, then you, and, you and Clark will be doing the games, broadcasting the games. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for, for Brian Barrett, Clark, Clark Blair, and Rod Edwards, thank you guys very much. This is John Dingens. Until next time, so long, everybody.